0: Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, airing our episode number 272. Incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your support. I think we have the team back this week. Uh, Dr. Jerry's back uh, from a well needed break. Dr. Dan is back from, uh, I think he's back from uh, taking care of his uh, beautiful wife. And, uh, We have our show titled as Medical News That You Can Use and Do We Need Statins? Before we get on with that, I want to make sure that you know that I have an attitude of gratitude. And you know that having an attitude of gratitude makes you happier. But did you know that it helps you to be optimistic, lowers your blood pressure, helps you get a better night's sleep, increases your longevity? It also helps us back bounce back faster from stressful situations. So an attitude of gratitude, make gratitude your attitude. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce our co-host, and then I have a a lot of topics I want to get get in before uh, we uh, get on with our statin part of our show. And we do have a new sponsor today, Apothecare 360, and we'll tell you more about them later. So let's uh, introduce Dr. Jerry. Hi, Dr. Jerry. Good afternoon. How are you? Thank
1: you, sir. I'll tell you. In addition to all those factors to low lower the stress, a good vacation doing. Nothing is good medicine.
0: <laughs> well, from my acupuncture training, we know that doing nothing is doing something. It's re rehabilitating yourself.
1: Exactly. It's
0: like the Energizer the line, Bunny. <laughs> that's right. You get you get recharged. And I on the line also is Doctor Dan. Uh, Doctor Dan, how are you? And how is your beautiful
2: wife? Good afternoon, Doctor Ron and Doctor Jerry. He's doing very well today, thank God. And I like your attitude kind of, of
0: gratitude and your optimism.
2: Absolutely, and that, especially after after speaking to you a little while ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not the kind of vacation you want, but when it turns out well, it's a good vacation.
0: Excellent. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to go through and we'll comment on on, on each little uh, subject here because uh, some things are happening that are just crazy. Uh, I might want to talk also about iPod today before we get on with statins, but let's go through a few things quickly. And one of the things that, that's fundamental to life and enjoy it, it makes you enjoy your food, but it's demonized by everybody. Uh, and that's the story of salt, you know, you've heard how dangerous the salt is and that low sodium diet should be you should be on that. If your blood pressure has bit on the high side, your doctor's giving you the salt lecture. I'm here to tell you for the thousandth time you can trash the salt shaker. Okay, uh, we're getting all these ads down here in Florida from all the politicians so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to stay alive, here, here's what I want to tell you. And you know that if you've been listening to this program, all the advice, advice you've been getting is wrong. I want to tell you about a study on sodium by researchers across the globe, and they they talked they found about the out about this nonsense of danger of salt. They said, "quote There is no convincing evidence. No convincing evidence." that it has anything to do or will prevent heart disease or stroke. Okay, so controlling your salt intake has is no guarantee and has no uh, correlation with heart disease and stroke. But even worse, they found clearly, and once again, that when you push sodium levels too low, and that's exactly what the American Heart Association is telling you, they're putting your health in serious jeopardy. Let me tell you that these researchers from 21 countries did their best to get to the bottom of all this baloney, limiting salt to the point where you just hate about everything you eat. The research organized as a study called PURE, isn't that great? And it was just published in that medical journal called The Lancet. We talk about that. The Lancet was a is as comprehensive as any analysis could be. It was comprised of close to 96,000 people. 18 countries were monitored for salt intake their urine and blood pressure, heart disease over the course of eight years. Now, the the important part of this, here's what they found. Most people around the world are not consuming too much sodium. Only in China, where the salt intake tended to go over five grams, that's 5,000 milligrams, did the researchers find any connection between sodium and heart disease. In fact, you are in those upper limits of salt consumption Simply by adding more potassium-rich foods—squash, sweet potatoes, beans, yogurts, nuts, bananas—to your diet, and then you you won't have to worry about adding salt. And I should have a drum roll, drum roll now, because, or, or an explosion. But not being on a sodium-restricted diet was associated with lower. Let me just repeat that. Not being on a sodium-restricted diet was associated with lower rates of heart attacks and an all-around lower death rate. How is that for you, the salt the sayers, and the nayers? lead author of the study was a Dr. Mente from Ontario's McMaster University. He said it this way, salt has always been a holy grail nutrient for preventing heart disease, and when you're, you lower it too much, it can actually increase mortality. The sweet spot he said, is between 3 and 5 grams, between 3,000 and 5,000 milligrams per day. Okay? So if you have... Uh, someone tells you something about your salt, uh, it, it's it's not based on science. If your blood pressure is considered normal, cutting your sodium down to what the American Heart Association calls the ideal limit, 1,500 milligrams a day, it will actually increase your risk of heart attack or stroke, get this, ladies and gentlemen, by 25%. Okay? So low-sodium diets. Uh, Any comment, Dr. Jerry?
1: Yeah, there's a fantastic book that I read a number of years ago called The K Factor, Reversing and Preventing High Blood Pressure Without Drugs. And the, the big focus that they put out was that, first of all, Most people are low in potassium, and if you look at a celery, the leaves are high in potassium, the stalks high in in sodium, but if you increase your potassium with uh, zucchini and lentils and, you know, green vegetables, uh, your blood pressure will come down. So, and they give you a plethora of statistics that back up their their claim, so it's not airy-fairy, it's hardcore science.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you I sprung this to topic on Dr. Jerry without him knowing it, and and look look at that great response. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: you can't you pull me. Even though you're <laughs> retired, you still can't get ahead of me. <laughs> All
2: right, well here's it is one.
0: You know we talk we talk about being the CEO of your own body, and ladies and gentlemen, God forbid if you end up in a hospital, please bring someone with you. This just uh, August 28th. The Mayo Clinic of all places, a a woman and a husband and wife take their child there for uh, uh, a really bad problem, aortic aneurysm, uh, a cerebral one. Uh, The the neurosurgeons there saved her life. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that's against considerable odds. But when she was transferred to the hospital's rehab unit, long story short, Alyssa's mother and the staff clashed. And it escalated to the point where the Mayo Clinic Hospital banned her from seeing her daughter and sought to isolate Alyssa from the rest of the family and then tried to gain guardianship. The Mayo Clinic, this was reported on CNN. And CNN then reported that the mother was kicked out of the hospital. And a psychiatrist examined Alyssa, found that she lacked the capacity to make her own decisions. They tried to go to court to get uh, guardianship, but the parents were able to uh, kidnap her, drove all the way to North Dakota with the police in pursuit, and they got to a a hospital in North Dakota. Uh, A second opinion was had. And the, the doctors there said, no, this, this woman is not, uh, she is con- in control of her, her senses. She can make uh, decisions. And what happened then, she went on to a complete recovery. And uh, the, the Mayo Clinic, I must say, denies the report. But it's sort of scary uh, what's going on with vaccines, uh, that they, they can take your children from you if you're not vaccinated now in California. Uh, there, there, re- there was recently uh, an article in in our in the American Academy Family Practice Journal of, about vaccines. And what it was is the younger physicians trying to tell the older physicians that they should feel guilty about not giving vaccines, especially the flu vaccine. And we'll talk about that. But you know, I wrote a letter to them, and I I asked the the uh, author of the article, "What about uh, formaldehyde?" Uh, Imarsol, glyphosate, and they knew nothing about it. They did not even know it was in the vaccine. I then asked, "What did you know that the vac, that the virus is different from when after it's cultured in the egg? They put one virus in, another one comes out, and that's the one you get in the shot. No response, nothing, nothing said about that. So again, you need to be in control of your own body." If you're in a hospital, you must have an advocate there by your side at all times. Medical kidnapping is going on. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just want to share. You talk about the vaccines, how dangerous they are. I just had a, an eight-month-old who had seizures, okay, and the CHOPs, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, put an eight-year-old on steroids. The kid was like a miniature John Belushi. He was wired, you know, uh, uncontrollable, agitated, you know, They should have put a football uh, helmet on him and a, and a uniform. He could have knocked a few of the big guys off. But anyway, when I evaluated him, he had the adjuvants in his brain. He had aluminum in the brain, thimerosal in the brain, tetanus trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid, and glyphosate, Roundup, in his thyroid. Eight months old. Put him on a, a nutritional program with a handful of supplements, not a whole lot, to pull out those, I call the splinters, in six weeks, no more seizures. He was just in the other day. He's 10 and a half months old. He, he's fully functional, can sit up, can start in the crawl. You know, his learning skills are dramatically improved. And the doctors were like amazed. But when the mother said, well, geez, we went to an alternative doctor, and he said he found metal in the brain, he said, oh, well, we don't do metal testing because he's too young to crawl, and he's not going to be eating paint chips.
0: Huh. Yeah, because they they know is lead. Right, but see, they don't true. want to
1: admit that there's metals in the darn vaccine. But anyway, I thought it was an interesting story, and and thank God um, the parents were open-minded enough to, you know, go the uh, the road less
0: traveled. Well, and I think you bring up a a, a a point that we have to stress on this program because our listeners not are not going to get it any other place. The modern doctor spends eighty percent of his time typing on a, a computer or or a tablet. They examine you with a stethoscope through your shirt. They let you lay down and examine your abdomen without having you get into a gown, and and they just know that if you have these certain symptoms you must have this diagnosis and we're going to give you this drug it's as simple as that i mean medicine has deteriorated to uh, 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 just uh, putting a bunch of symptoms together yeah. making up a disease so that a drug can be prescribed they don't care what's in the drug i mean we tell you about the ambien causing heart attacks and aortic uh, aneurysms we tell you about levoquin doing the same thing, causing uh, rips in your uh, abdominal aorta. Uh, we tell you about PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, causing liver cancer. Most doctors don't even know there's a black box warning on, on PPIs. And Dr. Jerry brought up an interesting point a few weeks ago about aspirin. And, and here, August 26. As for daily aspirin fails to lower cardiovascular risk in long-term primary prevention ARRIVE trial All these trials have names This one's called ARRIVE But Dr. Jerry told us that a couple of weeks ago You know, aspirin is not shown to do anything But increase your chances of bleeding
1: And so, also uh, the FDA changed their, their position recently Where if you haven't had a heart attack They're not recommending aspirin
0: Right, and, and exactly and, and remember what we talked about From our studies with Dr. Richard Murray And, and uh, that the aspirin Used in the early trials Was a scriptin. And a scriptin has magnesium in it And it probably He's probably been proven right That it was the magnesium that was the preventer Not the uh, salicylic acid Yeah, because it dilates the
1: coronary blood vessels And prevents clots from forming
0: There you go, I mean And and that that little detail is missing from from all the coverage about aspirin. All right. I can't go further without telling you uh, again about smart meters. You know, the more I'm reading about them, the more paranoid I'm getting. Let me just tell you. Uh, the five major problems that are being talked about now about smart meters. We told you about the EMF, but you know, these smart meters are designed to, to function as a collector hub. They're, they're So you, they know what you're doing in your home. So they are actually in-home spying units. We talked about the health risks because of the pulse microwave radiation. As much as 190,000 times a day, this dirty electricity, uh, our dear departed friend Dr. Talmor, also told us about that. Dr. Smith has told us about that. Now, what you hear this, that we, we are seeing increasing utility bills because of these smart meters. Con Ed raised their rates 38% because they're less accurate. And thousands of house fires and explosions have been caused by these smart meters that are not really reported. And the fifth Reason that you should not have one of these, they are vulnerable to hacking. And uh, a former NSA insider have lambasted this technology as harmful and potentially catastrophic. So uh, as Dr. Smith has talked about this, we've had Dr. Talmore talk about it. There is a movie out that's now free to watch, and I'll get that name for you in a minute. But it's all about uh, 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 the electric meters. And oh, I know you know, Dr. an Kelly interesting
1: has something to say about that. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm rested and I'm got I'm I'm fit for bear hunting. Anyway, <laughs> the dark EMFs cause a dysbiosis of the microbiome. It disrupts the healthy bacteria in your intestines. And when I was on my vacation, I ran across an interesting medical doctor, Thomas Rao, who's the head of a clinic in. Switzerland, that they treat all kinds of diseases from patients all over the world, your intestines represent 60 to 80% of your immune system. So when you're getting glyphosate or taking fluoride in or mercury from your fillings or EMFs, you disrupt the microbiome, your intestines swell, you're losing a third to a half of your immune system.
0: Mm, just from the EMFs.
1: Yeah, and and plus all the other factors. See, we don't know the compilation result of all these epigenetic factors. We don't know how EMFs work with glyphosate or mercury or fluoride because it's never been tested.
0: Remember when Dr. Sarah mentioned mercury and the blood-brain barrier? Right. How it opens up that blood-brain barrier and the mercury goes into your brain. Well, the I other mean, interesting
1: it, thing in the young children, especially the males, their testosterone's higher, and it makes the mercury more active, and that's why uh, little boys, I think, had more problems with the mercury than the females.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, EMFs have been called the tobacco of, the, of of this century. In other words, when everybody was saying tobacco is okay. Uh, doctors were smoking and saying, you know, you should have a camel. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, that's what we're seeing right now with with EMF. Uh, it is the tobacco uh, story of the future. So if you know about it, ladies and gentlemen, again, I was traveling also for the for three weeks, and I saw so many people with phones up to their ears. Children with with very thin skulls with phones up to their ears. I see people in my my uh, neighborhood going for walks and for one hour talking on the phone up to their ear, not even using an air uh, earbud. It just, you know, it's just, uh, and, and no one's taking this serious. And, and, you know, if, like I told, we were talking with Dr. Jerry and I we were talking, we said if one out of a thousand of our listeners takes us serious, then I guess we, we, we hit a home run. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you must take this, take this serious. All right, so you know what else that I found that I found really interesting? Let me get my note out here. Uh, This is going to blow your mind, ladies and gentlemen, once I find it. Um, Yeah, this is easier said than done. Uh, Tylenol. Now, we we know the number one source of damage of Tylenol is the liver. It causes a a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It causes you to have liver transplants. But how about, did you know, drum roll please, Tylenol kills emotions? I had never seen this study. But acetaminophen, Tylenol, ibuprofen, naproxen, which is the leave, and aspirin, and that many people take every day, is reported in this paper, which was a research article, in psychological science, over-the-counter relief from pain, pains and pleasures alike, they these drugs blunt your evaluation and sensitivity to both negative and positive stimuli. It, I think it's groundbreaking science, uh, science, ladies and gentlemen. These participants took acetaminophen. Who took it? They were evaluate. They were evaluate, Excuse me. Participants who took acetaminophen evaluated unpleasant stimuli less negatively and pleasant stimuli less positively compared to participants who took a placebo. So this was in really in real people. This wasn't in rats or mice or bedbugs or whatever. OK, uh, so these drugs can uh, affect your emotions and the way you think. I mean, it's crazy, you know, the way the world is going and we see these mass shootings and suicides. Uh, so this study opens up a possibility that commonly used painkillers, both they work both physically and emotionally to blunt the intensity of physical and psychological experiences. So I just want to bring that to your attention. It was new to me when I read this, but it, it is, it is uh, to me really earth shattering. Uh, that no one's talking about uh, Tylenol and re- and affecting your emotions. I think it's really important, Doctor Doctor Stan. You, you, were you aware of that? N- no,
2: not, not at all. I I know it's the number one cause of liver problems, especially right. if you're an alcoholic or you're a big drinker or something like that. When when you mix it w- with the alcohol. But did you also say that the NSAIDs have that effect, too, on your emotions?
0: Yes, that was part of them. The main The main one was was acetaminophen, but the NSAIDs also.
2: I did not I did not have any idea. I know it can affect your liver and, and other things, but nothing with the emotions. Uh, most of these drugs that are coming out today, we don't know what the effects are. We're not going to know what they are. You get a new drug every single day. At least one or two on television that I can't even pronounce.
0: <laughs> and you know that like- they have a, they have a, a willing stamp of approval at the FDA right now. In fact, you know what? You you just made me think of something else, ladies and gentlemen. You know when, when this time of year when all your kid the kids go back to school, you know what we start hearing about is meningitis. Do you, have you heard about you? Do you hear that, Dan and Jerry? <coughs> You know, they, they, going they, to well, they want yeah, you to right. get the vaccine. Get the yeah. vaccine. Well, well waity, this is. I'm going to blow your mind. In fact, uh, I yeah, hold it. One second. This that this, this requires this type of introduction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got me.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. wait, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely duct tape material the fda and big pharma have fast-tracked a new vaccine because of some hepatitis b cases okay so you know pharma and and the cdc are are, are close friends you know the cdc buys four billion dollars worth of vaccines and then sells them and guess what they also do the programs that say they're safe okay all right so i'm going to just just uh summarize this because this coverage uh, is not getting the Kim Kardashian red carpet coverage. I think it should, they're pushing this vaccine. So it's a couple of case, they had some uh, meningitis B the vaccine group concluded that uh, there, there is enough vaccine to go around. So they imported some that really hasn't been tested, but let me tell you the real numbers here and we'll move on. 4,000 people in the United States get sick with bacterial meningitis every year. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that would seem to be really urgent that you get this this meningitis B vaccine. But let me tell you about these figures. They lumped all types of bacterial meningitis together. The real story that type B strain that this vaccine is intended to prevent – was well under 200 cases per year in the United States. The 2016 figure was only 130 cases. Okay? And many experts that in this in, in what in this summary that I read say that it is typically well below 50 and 60 people a year. But now you're going to have people you're going to have your doctors trying to get your young kids to get this hepatitis B vaccine. And here's the real lowdown. Uh, one is called Trememba and Bexero. They were rushed through this uh, FDA's breakthrough program of therapy. And as uh, of last year, close to 3,000 reports of side effects of these shots were filed uh, in the vaccine adverse event reporting system. And, you know, most vaccine side effects are not reported, and manufacturing a shot for meningitis B was ex, was considered extremely dicey from a safety standpoint. And what's called the sugar sequences on the surface of these particular bacteria closely match what's found in the human brain, so it's a tough nut to crack to get everything to uh, be perfect. So it's a serious disease, but it. Uh, it's not that serious that you can that you should take. in my opinion, a vaccine that comes with a load of uh, side effects, and other doctors are saying the same thing. Dr. Allison Kemp uh, he was uh, he, he had a study that said limited experience with the longevity and safety of this vaccine is really important, so he's not going to use it. So again, we talked about the FDA, the CDC vaccines rushed out. For no reason. For maybe 100 cases a year, they want every student vaccinated. Why do you think that is, Dr. Jerry? Because their pockets are
2: low in, in
1: money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
1: you
2: yeah, you Go to your local pharmacy, and uh, they already want you to get your uh, flu vaccine in August, right? And well, they give you but, money for it. So you can Dr. spend Ron, it in the store. Yeah, yes. you know, I, I just...
1: I just came up with a, a blockbuster, a duct tape award uh, incident. Can ibuprofen, naproxen, and aspirin affect your thyroid? And what it's... You got it. <laughs> Treatment for one week with aspirin will decrease the total T4, total T3, free T3, and TSH.
0: Wow, that is, <laughs> that, that is a duct tape moment.
1: Because now the puzzle is all coming together because, Dr. Dan, people innocently take these over-the-counter and say drugs thinking that, oh, you know, it's reducing my inflammation, my headache, my backache, my neckache. But when you start reducing the thyroid function, your whole immune system goes south, your digestion goes south, and the toxins build up and all the this stuff. This, this is one of the bases for fibromyalgia. When you get toxicity built up in general –
2: you get diffuse pain patterns.
1: Exactly Now right.
2: you, uh, you mentioned, uh, Dr. Uh, Jerry, you mentioned aspirin. Uh, did you mean all the NSA drugs that are related to aspirin also? Listen. Yeah, that's what they're saying, the ibuprofen,
1: and N- the proxen, drug, right. and the methamphetamine, okay. yeah, the NSA drugs. But, you know, aspirin, people think, oh, it's innocuous. You know, you, you saw it in the countertop uh, at your home when you were growing up, and, you know, they think it's all part of the... In a daily routine, but I'll tell you, the more I dig into this stuff, it scares the living daylights out of me. I had a patient in, and we could segue into the statins, referred to me from Chicago, 87 year old woman, neck pain, back pain, and her daughter's standing right in the room. And I said, Are you taking any statin drugs? She's, Oh, yeah, I'm taking. Lipitor and also eighty-one milligrams of aspirin. I turned to the daughter. I said, "You'll never get rid of your, mu- your mother's pain, muscle pain, because it's going to break apart the muscle tissue. There's nothing I can do." And here she's a doctor. The daughter was a doctor.
0: Yeah. Scary yeah, it, stuff. It, 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 it is really scary. And uh, one more, one more, one more uh, uh, duct tape moment. And, and then we're going to go to an, uh, our advertiser and then we'll get on with satins. But ladies and gentlemen, life expectancy again declined in the U S and other high income countries reported in Reuters. Life expectancy is declining in high income in high income countries worldwide driven in part by the effects of the opioid epidemic on young adults in the United States and the impact of severe flu flu season on older adults and other nations. Now I'm bringing this up because you can see how they're setting, setting the stage for vaccines. Okay. And I could tell you that I looked at the numbers and they are bogus. Uh, We are not dying from flu because flu and pneumonia are lumped together as one diagnosis. So, we are not we are not really living as long as we are made to live, but it is not the flu that is uh, keeping us uh, from living longer. It is our lifestyle changes and living the, t- the 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 titles that were given by our doctors, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to just mention that uh, our new advertiser this week is Joe and Deanna Catalano, who now own the Apothecare 360 Pharmacy in Fort Myers, Florida. They're located at 6631 Orion Drive, Suite 112. And their phone number is 239-690-7700. So it's 690-7700. They are a wellness center. They are a compounding center. They're a home, a hormone treatment center. Uh, they are also connected with Dr. Ron, uh, my son, and they have a cryotherapy unit uh, to reenergize your mitochondria, to get rid of your fibromyalgia pain, to get help you with your neuro- neuropathy, they they pride themselves in their personal service, in their medication therapy management. If you're more than, on, on more than one drug, you you want to see them if you're in the area and make and have them go over your medication, see if they are compatible or not. They have great pricing. They'll get to know you. You won't just be a medication number. Uh, so they offer IV therapy. They have a Beamer and, uh, Dr. Jerry's friend, uh, Mark Blasting talked, uh, talked to us about that last year. They have a Beamer unit. They have essential oils and most especially, uh, importantly, they are a specialty compounding pharmacy with the state of the art, uh, equipment and negative pressure room so that uh, all your stuff is delivered perfectly. So that's Apothecare 360, okay, located in Fort Myers. That's 6631 Orion Drive, Suite 112. Ask for Joe or Deanna, and their phone number is 690-7700. That's area code 239-690-7700. And hopefully next week they uh, will join us and have just for a brief period of time uh, to talk about their, their pharmacy. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, last week uh, we said, how old is too old to take statins and I should have a, a drum roll, but yeah, no <laughs> one should be taking, no one, no one should be taking or getting these drugs. Not only is cholesterol not the cause of most heart problems, but statins will not cut your risk. Dr. Jerry's going to go into much more detail, but I have to say that, look, there's a lot of myths about this, this cholesterol. It's a blood test. It's not a disease. People with high cholesterol are more, more prone to heart attacks. We'll see what Dr. Jerry says about that. Cholesterol and saturated fat clog your arteries. We'll see what we have to say about that. Eating saturated fat and cholesterol rich foods will cause cholesterol levels to rise and make people more susceptible to heart disease. I got a bridge for you. Cholesterol lowering drugs have saved many lives. I have another bridge I want to sell you. Countries that have high consumption of animal fat and cholesterol have higher rates of heart disease. Well, I might as well sell you all of New York. Uh, So with that and with what we uh, have talked about previously on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I want to turn the show over to um, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, who has done a lot of research on on this. And then I, I have uh, some, some remarks I want to make, but he's, he's put a lot of work into this. So Dr. Jerry, go ahead.
1: Well, you know, let's take a look at the uh, package insert, for example. It says, how common are statin-related muscle pains? Well, the package states, Two to five percent for most uh, patients taking statins. Well, the real life clinical experience is more like ten percent. It's double what they're telling you in the insert. Uh, that's that's a whole lot more people.
0: It sure is. And you know what? Let's let, let, let's just put uh, Dr. Uh, Wong's statistic in there. There were four cases of rhabdomyolysis in the world in 1999. Now
1: yeah, before statins. 000. Yeah, it's it's off the chart, crazy. And if you have a low thyroid, see, it, it's all intertwined. If you have a low thyroid, you're going to have muscle problems to begin with. And then you take the statins, you're going to increase your chances for muscle breakdown because the metabolism's not not normal. It's just you keep chasing your tail.
0: Yeah. We're, they're, they're, they, we were sold a bill of goods. That's the bottom line on that. Right, Dr. Jerry?
1: Yeah. And then it's an outright lie when they say statins are clearly one very important part of prevention program for those with heart disease. Well, statin drugs were originally prescribed for secondary prevention. In other words, after you had a heart attack to try to prevent a second one. So it's a total, you know, disconnect. This was not designed for primary prevention it was for a second heart attack so they're lying to you about that and statistically broder barnes i don't know if you remember some of the research he had the longest running uh, study like 20 years with thyroid patients and his group that was taking i think a minimum of two grains of uh, desiccated thyroid from the pig a day had the lowest heart attack rate of any group in the united states over a 20 year period. I mean, that's saying something. It's not a six month study, a three month study, you know, it's 20 years.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and the bottom line is they, they sold us a bill of goods just like they sold us the low fat diet. They used uh, relative risk rather than absolute risk. And I can't tell you how important that is. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if one out of a hundred uh, people in the placebo group, uh, in the drug group have a heart attack and two people in the uh, statin group. uh, uh, Reverse that. If you have a group of 100 people taking a drug, the statin drugs that Dr. Jerry just talked about, and one of them has a heart attack, and then they follow 100 people that did not take the drug, and one of those has a heart attack, and they follow them for five years. The drug company is going to tell you that, wow, that's a 50% decrease in heart attacks, one versus two. That is called a relative risk. The absolute risk is 0.1%, but the drug companies use the relative risk. That's how they they started this whole uh, deal with statin drugs.
1: Well, the other big lie is that your cholesterol is too high. Well, Price Pottinger, they're talking 200 to 250 is normal. Um, And so by artificially lowering the so-called normal level, they scare the pants off you that you got to get on statin drugs because you're going to get a heart attack.
0: Right. And and in the past, 300 was considered normal. Right. And then they lowered it to 250 and you can't get it below 200 without a statin drug. And they knew that. And well, they got finally got the level down below 200. And did, are we seeing less heart attacks, Dr. Jerry? It's going
1: the opposite direction. In fact, the people that eat more fat Okay, guess what? More cholesterol foods—they have lower cholesterol and lower heart attacks.
0: You need Absolutely. the
1: fat to repair the body.
0: So, so is is uh, cholesterol is, is it important for us to have? Absolutely. Well, you said
1: twenty-five percent of the brain is made up of fats, cholesterol. How exactly. How the hell can you repair? the nerves. How can you repair, make hormones for the body to work without cholesterol? It's Looney Tunes.
2: And that's made an made important a, You part. know what
1: it is? Yeah, they, it's, you, we have to have a boogeyman. You know, we had flu as a boogeyman. We had all kinds of, you know, other boogeymen that Medical establishment has put up Every 10 years there's a new boogeyman Well the big one now is the cholesterol Because it's the, the biggest Selling drug worldwide I think it's $29 billion From statin drugs
0: Jeez, Wow do they, have, they don't have any side effects do they Oh of course not what, <laughs> do, you call, do you call type 2 diabetes
1: A side effect No that's old age come on
0: no, We can treat that with <laughs> a drug
1: Absolutely and and dementia, hey, who cares if you're sitting in a nursing home, you don't know where the hell you are. It's old age. But these drugs are causing the brain to deteriorate, the liver to deteriorate.
0: Parkinson's disease.
1: Absolutely. Because when you – see, I I'm tying this whole thing in back into the thyroid. And I sent you that information about the ovaries and why women live longer and – The key to this whole puzzle is diiodotyrosine. The ovaries produce diiodotyrosine, which keeps the cholesterol in solution. That's, to me, an amazing find. So anything that that suppresses the thyroid or toxicity to the the organs of the body and you lower the diiodotyrosine, the per, the cholesterol precipitates out and clogs up the microcirculation, the capillary system, the organs, the brain, and the build up a plaque in the blood vessels.
0: Yeah, well that's part that is definitely part of the problem for women. How about for men? Well see they don't produce
1: as much of the diiodotyrosine. Now what was interesting in nineteen thirty eight they did the study on dogs and when they took out the thyroid on the male dogs, their blood iodine levels and thyroxine plummeted the next day. But when they did it on the female dogs, it changed because the ovaries are producing the the diiodotyrosine. But when they took out the ovaries in the dog, the next day, the levels plummeted to the level where the male uh, dogs showed up when they took their thyroids out. So the women are living longer because their ovaries are producing the diiodothyrosine, which is how you make thyroxine.
0: All right. So also, uh, these, these, these statin drugs lower your LDL cholesterol. And ladies and gentlemen, without going into the scientific studies, if your LDL is too low, you have a greater chance of dying than if your LDL is high. Uh, they followed these patients for three years uh, and the ones with the low LDL, uh, they had a false sense of security uh, and they were on statins and they in fact needed more aggressive risk modification. And this, this paper was published in 2015. So if your cholesterol is too low, you don't produce hormones. If it's below 180, you don't reduce testosterone. You can't do it. okay. And your vitamin D will not be effective. So, and how about the CoQ10?
1: You know, the darn statin drugs lower to CoQ10. You're setting yourself up for congestive heart failure.
0: There you go. That That is exactly what I was going to bring up next. All the people dying of congestive heart failure today... Because even though uh, Dr. Whitaker from California fought to get that in the package insert, you know what, I don't know whether it's in in there yet or not uh, in the statin drugs, but he fought for years to get that uh, supplement uh, saying if you're on a statin drug, you must take CoQ10. Uh, Well, the
1: criminality of this whole issue is Pfizer. They patented a, a Lipitor compound with CoQ10 and they put it on the shelf; they wouldn't sell it.
0: Yeah, how about that?
1: I mean, you can't get any more criminal than that.
0: All right, let me just bring up a few topics, Dr. Jerry, that, and we we don't have to go into them. But they, these are head; these are the titles of of scientific articles: statin induced tendon injuries, tendinopathies, a rip, ruptured Achilles, ruptured, the athletes who are rupturing their tendons. Multivitamins improve heart function but only if you don't take statins. Statins and mitochondrial side effects. And no one really talks about the mitochondria and how critical co- CoQ10 is to, to the mitochondria. You, you just did, but nobody else does. Okay, statin drugs and vitamin D deficiency. If you don't have cholesterol, you're not going to have vitamin D. And, and a lot of articles about statin drugs causing vitamin D deficiency and vitamin D and statin myalgia. And, of course, older adults, they don't benefit at all from taking statin drugs. And yet I see 80-year-old people on statin drugs. Now, I'm going to blow your mind uh, without having a drum roll. Here's the title of an article, Statins Use and Coronary Artery Plaque Composition. Okay, the the bottom line of this study uh, that was uh, published in the journal Atherosclerosis is those on statin drugs had higher amounts of coronary plaques possessing calcium than those who were not taking the statins. Most people that are admitted with heart attacks have normal cholesterols. Do you hear that? Normal cholesterol.
1: Well, even, even to magnify that, it not only created more plaque, but the walls of the arteries were thicker.
0: How about that? That's even, that's so even you get worse. More,
1: you get stiffer arterial walls, so your blood pressure is going to go up. Now you need another drug. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'll name yeah. one tonight, and we'll put it on television tomorrow. And can't pronounce it.
0: Right, and then <laughs> and we'll, you know what's we'll good. You if you can't effects.
2: pronounce it, it has to be good. <laughs> it's got to be good if you can't pronounce it, right? Well, My idea when know. I was in practice was wait two or three years to see if if there were side effects, and there were, and there were uh, some, a lot were taken off the market, but not today. You got to have this drug immediately. Yeah, and so, the, again, the drum
1: roll with the disinformation, the falsified data, you know, you never hear this in the press releases or 11 o'clock news that showed that the luminary actually decreases by 4%, you know, and the wall's thicken. So, you know, they mumble all this stuff through on the advertisement, and then they say, it may be
2: good for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I well, and
2: and I mentioned this before but but I'm going to mention it again since we're on statins about rhabdomyolysis which is the breakdown of the, of the muscle tissue due to the statin drugs it happened in my family and this person cannot take any statin drug it's tried them all and was really sick for a long time because of the statin drug so it can be serious when you take these drugs the side effects can be very bad
1: so it just goes to prove, Dr. Dan, it's hard to raise relatives. Yeah, that's the answer. That's it. I
2: got it. It's,
1: it's, you know what? Yeah. The drug it's, See, is, you can't charge the relatives enough for your visit, so that's why they don't believe you.
2: You don't charge them anything. That's a problem. Well, yeah, because that reverts back to free advice is worth what you pay for it. <laughs> that's right. You get
0: nothing. Right. Well ladies oh. and gentlemen I think the bottom line on statins Without getting too more involved Is, is, is they really Were developed to, to make money they, The drug companies created A disease out of a blood study Out of a Part of a blood study a cholesterol. And there's no doubt That cholesterol is found in plaque But it, it Doesn't start the plaque Cholesterol is there to heal and if you've listened to the work of Dr. Wong, you know that inflammation is causes the artery to get uh, irritated, and that's when the uh, platelets get get put down, the cholesterol gets put down. But the the initiating factor is inflammation, and that's why I would ask you again uh, to listen to Dr. Wong's uh, seminar on on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Uh, You can just uh, Google Dr. Wong and Dr. Ron and listen to him and his uh, explanation for inflammation and systemic enzymes, which are anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, antiviral, and they prevent fibrosis, which causes stiffness, which causes fibromyalgia patients not to get better because they get so stiff. So you need systemic enzymes, which your body stops making after age 30 and, and the supply, they start going down as you age. Uh, I don't know how my co-hosts feel about them, but I, I know I have been using uh, Zymescence and have never felt better. It's been the one supplement in addition to Moringa that has uh, really influenced my health and my uh, uh, energy level. Uh, so, you know, the bottom cause of a lot of these chronic diseases, and now we're talking about heart disease and, and statins, is inflammation. And uh, inflammation leads to fibrosis, which is thickening and traps nerves and, and makes your arteries smaller, cholesterol goes in there to heal up that. Uh, That Inflammation How do you feel about that Dr. Jerry
1: You're 100% right I mean I've been on it for almost a month now And you know I like you Never felt better Uh, The key In the equation is that Inflammation is the common denominator Of all the diseases Because if your liver Gets sclerosed you don't have to be an Alcoholic to have liver problems You get glyphosate You have ibuprofen gets trapped in your liver. You got inflammation, you get fibrosis, you get degeneration, then you need a liver transplant. So it makes no difference if your brain's getting clogged up with the cholesterol or your spleen or your pancreas. The disease process just follows with the diminished hormone or function of that organ. And that's what's happening to our society with all this flax oil Three times more phytoestrogens, pesticides, phytoestrogens, plastic containers that you drink your water out of, phytoestrogens. It's on and on and on, and so we're getting hit with the EMFs, with the drugs, with the the dead food, no enzymes in the food, and our body is just like clogging up. It's like the drain in your shower when it gets clogged up, the water starts to build up. Well. These people that walk around with fluid retention in their legs, it's the same concept. Underactive thyroid, type 2 diabetes, you get buildup in the interstitial tissue of mucopolysaccharides, which is like clogging the drain with hair. So that's a, the key in the equation is unclog the drain.
0: That's a good analogy. Get that but, plumber but,
1: over. Well, you know. I still like the Three Stooges when uh, Mo was drilling holes in the rowboat to let the water out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah.
1: You know, this is the uh, mentality that's going on today. Is you know, oh, and even with natural remedies, again, they, there's a an orange from Italy that has a, an ingredient in it, and I can't remember the exact compound but was in this orange and it lowers the cholesterol, you know, immediately. But again, these people are not focusing in on what the heck's causing the original problem. And that's the trouble with medicine today. Everything is mask it. Mask the symptom.
0: Well the doctor uh, comes
2: I, in, he sits down at his computer, he looks at your test and he goes over all this forever and whatever you're taking and that's where the diagnosis is made. And the examination time has been decreased tremendously. You don't get examined these days. Medicine is not the same.
1: Sure you do. The er- security cameras examine you when you walk into the office. They see if your pockets are bulging. <laughs> All right. what, what, get
0: there. What, Jerry, there one more really, I think, important fact that uh, we have not mentioned in the past. And uh, the... what, I'm, what What the statin drugs do, and we just talked about calcium in the artery, but they do inhibit the synthesis of vitamin K2. We don't talk a lot about K2 for some reason, but K2 is reported to protect your arteries from calcification. Uh, Dr. Sinatra loves K2. He says without it, the plaque levels worsen. So, vitamin K2, he says, is to help move calcium into the proper areas of your body, such as your bones and your teeth. And it also plays a role in removing calcium from areas where it should not be, such as your arteries and soft tissues. And guess
1: what? Fluoride causes deposition of calcium into tissues where it doesn't belong.
0: So if you're, you're and a lot of people still don't use a remote reverse osmosis and still have a public water with added fluoride, so if they're on a statin drug and not taking K2, wow let's let's put those dots together. Absolutely. And the other thing you have to be
1: careful of, those of you who want to do a zymescence, you're not supposed to take K2 because the K2 can help thin the blood along with the zymescence it could be too much so that was one of the uh, pearls that uh, Dr. Wang I think mentioned in his presentations about K2 and zymescence
0: exactly right and that's a good point to bring up but that that would be the only thing uh, that I know of that should not be uh, taken with the zymescence it's, it's just a uh, Take it on an empty stomach if you can, thirty minutes before or an hour after a meal. But uh, I have had no problems with that with that medication at all. And I think now
1: th- that being said, I have several people that had adverse effects because I think they had a gastritis, and ah. when they took design medicines, it literally started to digest the intestinal wall, and they were like doubled over in pain. So one caveat to that. If you have any type of ulcers, gastritis problems, I would say back off until you heal your intestines and then get into it.
0: Uh, good. that's good real life advice and that uh, our our listeners, I hope you can you can heed that uh, that that's really important. I mean, even though the 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 enzymes are good, uh, they are anti-inflammatory, they eat up scar tissue. They modulate your immune function. They clean your blood, and they're antiviral and anti-aging. But as Dr. Jerry says, if you have a, a, a gut issue, uh, you, you might want to get that cleared up before you start these enzymes. I did. I have been in contact uh, with again with Dr. Wong, and he says mid-September for to join us on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. So mid-September, we, we'll, we'll give you plenty of notice when that happens. I have a question. Uh,
2: so- uh, for you uh, two young fellows, um, since we're all so young, uh, red rice yeast or red yeast rice, whatever whatever they call it that you buy over the counter, does it have the same effect as statin drugs when you take it? Supposedly it does, from from what I know. But well,
1: Doctor Dan, do you, do you do you have any I comment on that at all? Ex-
2: because I'm not yeah. positive about that myself. Well, here's my, my take. It is
1: a good product, and it can work. However, what's causing the cholesterol to be elevated? If you have glyphosate or a vaccine trapped in your thyroid or heavy metals in your thyroid, you can take all the red rice yeast you want. You've got to get back to the core issue. You've got to get the thyroid working get the cholesterol down. So just treating it with a natural substance, although it has good intention, is not getting to the core of the problem.
2: It does it does it have the same bad side effects as statins? I'm not sure about that myself. No, I don't think so,
1: from no, what okay. I've read. I don't, I, there's no real adverse
2: effect. But again,
1: health is getting back to basics.
2: I've been uh, I've been with a lot of people with these things going on in the family in the past uh few to several weeks. I think every one of them every one of them was on a statin drug and one person was on the red rice or red yeast rice however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. That's what I ran into. Oh, that's good stuff that statin. So I had a little talk with them. But everybody right. is everybody seems to be put on statins And as I mentioned Last week to Dr. Ron I think they want to put you on statins As soon as the egg and the sperm get together Well Mm. you know One out of four Americans Over
1: the age of 45 is on statins
2: One in four One in four One in four Wow All
0: right. I just want to summarize Cholesterol and maybe Dr. Jerry You can uh, summarize some of the side effects Of statins and then I want to talk about the canary and the, the coal mine that we'll talk about next week. So, cholesterol has many roles, ladies and gentlemen. It is produced by almost every cell in your body. Cholesterol is, it, in cell membranes makes cells waterproof, so there can be a different chemistry on the inside and the outside. Cholesterol is, a, is nature's repair substance, it's, it's used to repair wounds including tears and irritations in arteries. Many important hormones are made of cholesterol, including those that regulate mineral metabolism, blood sugar, hormones that deal with stress, and all your sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. Cholesterol is vital to the function of the brain and the nervous system. Cholesterol protects us, against depression, and it plays a, a role in the utilization of, of serotonin, the body's feel-good chemical. It has a role in bile salts. It's needed for digestion of fats that are made from cholesterol. Did you do realize that bile salts that you excuse me, use for digestion of fats are made from cholesterol? Cholesterol is the precursor of vitamin D, which is formed by the action of ultraviolet light and cholesterol in the skin. Cholesterol is a powerful antioxidant that protects us against free radicals and therefore protects us against cancer. Cholesterol, especially LDL, the so-called bad cholesterol, it helps us fight infection. It's antiviral and antibacterial. That's why people with low LDLs get sick so much. And Dr. Dr., Dr. Dan, you know, when somebody is sick and you don't get to the cause of it, with the cause right. of the inflammation in the artery, that's why the cholesterol goes up. There's something going on. They're not getting to the root cause or the splinters, Dr. Jerry says. So I'm not going to go into how to avoid heart disease at this time. It's beyond this, the, the scope of what we, we want to talk about. We, we can get into that, but it does not include cholesterol-lowering drugs because they contribute to heart failure. OK, it, it does involve things like that, that we talk about on this program, like avoiding processed foods, avoiding vegetable oils or trans fat or genetically modified oils like the canola oil, and the soy oils. Uh, so uh, if your physician says you have a high cholesterol and you have to go on a statin drug, ask him about the side effects. And I think Dr. Jerry has some of them.
1: Yeah, basically, Common ones, breaks down muscle tissue, that rhabdomyolysis can be very painful. Uh, dementia, you know, it's going to mess up the repair of the, the dendrites and the neurons up in your brain. Uh, type 2 diabetes, because it elevates your blood sugar levels. Uh, liver damage, kidney damage, uh, potential cancer issues. Uh, other than that, it's a wonderful drug.
0: And I'll I'll throw in one more just to round sure. it off. Neuropathy,
1: Absolutely. tingling in
0: hands and feet. And, you know, and it's very frequent. But you know what? Your doc, you say, I got tingling in my hands and feet, and they're going to blame it on old 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 age rather than the than the statins. They cannot b- believe the statins are not good. That's that cognitive intelligence that Doctor uh, Amalu talked about. They, they 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 just go along with the crowd. Oh well, they all my all my associates at the American Heart Institute, American Academy of Heart, they, they they all recommend we do this. It can't be the drug. They're in a state of complete denial. That's the way I see it.
2: When I read I in you, one article that it, it can affect asthma and hay fever also. Well, it's so what part, part of your immune federal, Yeah. Right.
0: That's yeah, all part, part it's of your immune system, system,
2: I guess, correct?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else on statins or cholesterol, gentlemen?
1: Yeah. My I, my I, whole motto is say no to drugs. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and I say don't live your diagnosis. And happiness is a lifestyle. Okay? Every, every day, forgive and love yourself. Okay? And we don't talk enough about the mental, uh, the mind-body connection, but happiness, uh, because you are, you can. And I'm, I'm going to keep using this. We're being used, abused, schooled, and fooled. Uh, and we need ah. to get out of that mindset, not being used, not being abused, not being schooled, and not being fooled. We have to get information. Uh, that is available, but not every place. Uh, please tell your friends, if you like this program, Tell your friends that they they don't have to listen to it live. We're on iTunes, Google Play. Just Google Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We're on every platform you can uh, see out there. Uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. I notice all the Ford products have a sync, and uh, that gets TuneIn Radio. But try and bring you information that is legitimate and proven, uh, but that no one else is talking about because all they want to do is Oh yeah, you have asthma. Oh, you're depressed. Well, we'll give you a give you a drug for the asthma. But is the asthma making you depressed? Oh, wait, wait. I don't know about that. But we'll give you another drug. So it it it's uh it's all for for making money. So next week I want to talk about the canary in the coal mine, and uh, I don't know that anybody has any idea what I'm talking about. But we'll we'll, we'll break that story next week. And I want to talk about what Doctor Jerry uh, talks about a lot. Functional medicine and how – they give it a name, but functional medicine really addresses the underlying cause of a disease, okay? Not just a Band-Aid or I could use Dr. Jerry's analogy of get the splinter out, just don't put black salve over the the wound. Get the darn splinter out uh, and be over with it. So it looks like this is the type of practice that we need for the 21st century. We have to shift from our traditional disease-centered focus. Uh, disease is no more than a, a group of symptoms grouped together for convenience of making a a, a drug for the for for that problem. And uh, we have to have a more patient-centered approach. Uh, functional medicine does that. It addresses the whole person, not just an isolated set of symptoms because the drug companies can group any kind of symptoms together and make a disease. Okay. And I'm finding that functional medicine practitioners, they spend more time with their patients and listening to them rather than typing on iPads and computer screens or what have you. So um, next week, the canary in the coal mine and functional medicine uh, any any thoughts Dr. Jerry no I think
1: it's a a real good topic and uh, hopefully our listeners will call in and ask some questions because I'm sure they have questions that they want answered and uh, you know if we can help anybody that's what we're here for
0: well Yvonne, Yvonne Dolan an 88 year old figure skater said "As a, as you grow older if you don't move you won't move so and we dr Dan and I had a had a, a a professor in medical school. He said running water doesn't freeze so and 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 uh will Rogers said you could be on the right track, but if you don't move, you'll get run over so <laughs> that 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 they are the thoughts what are your thoughts dr. Jerry? Well,
1: my philosophy is, you know, when I bend over to put my shoes on in the morning, I look around to see if there's anything else I can do while I'm down there, so I don't waste the energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, Dr. Dan. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't bother to uh, bend down to put my shoes on. I pull my feet up and grab these shoes and put them on or off. I get the flaps and just throw them over and just put them on that way. It makes it a lot easier. So you can hey, save Dr. energy, Barry. Dr.
0: Jerry, this has been a fantastic thing. <laughs> I can hear the applause. <laughs>
1: As a- Soupy Sales said one time many years ago to the a little email. children, he said, when your mommies and daddies are sleeping, he says, go into your pockets and get the little green stuff and mail it to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: All right. He was a good one. <laughs>
0: I'll get some of that green stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please spread the word. We'd love to have you. Uh, we're committed to doing this uh, podcast as long as we think we're affecting it. Only one person out of a thousand. That that that's that that will be good for us. We hope to affect more. We hope to make you more interested in learning about your own disease. There's a lot of, or I shouldn't say disease or your situation. There's a lot of information out there. If you're confused about it, Uh, we'll start opening the phones up uh, with 15 minutes to go in in every podcast. So if you need, if you want to ask a question, uh, we'll just give you that, that opportunity. Uh, now that all three of us are back, you know one of us can operate the uh, the, the radio board. So uh, with that, that ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a wrap. Uh, you you okay with that, Doctor Dan? Yep,
2: yeah, sounds good.
0: Doctor Jerry. Love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you for listening. We do have a, a lot of gratitude that you do give us the time. And And we have, we take the opportunity sometimes to go long, but uh, not to waste your time, but to give you information you can use. So thank you, and uh, with another Phillies group, we'll close the show and uh, see you next week.. <laughs>